Hello, welcome to the podcast, How to Scale a Business. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Haley Straker, founder and CEO of Iris Design Collaborative. Haley is an expert designer and marketing strategist with close to 10 years of experience in graphic design, UI, UX, and she is leading her clients into the future of impactful, high-quality, and high-functioning designs. Iris Design is on a mission to collaborate together to create easy-to-use, beautiful user experiences that influence the way we interact in the digital world. Haley, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm looking forward to um, learning about you and your work. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So to start, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and how Iris Design got started? Yeah, of course. So um, me, myself, I've always had a passion for storytelling. I come from a journalism background and I actually worked in newspapers for a while telling stories through graphic print graphic design. Um, and then, you know, all things happen and print has obviously been a declining field as digital has come to the surface. So I ended up starting my own company with the sort of mission of using the journalistic visual storytelling because every company has a story um, and every user who comes to that company, customers um, have things that they problems they want to solve. So really using that kind of background in the agency now. I love that. Um, I think that's so important. And it's such a huge struggle for businesses is because deep down, everyone knows that they have a story, you know, and sometimes they all find themselves telling a part of it. But then they come to their computer screen. And, you know, they're like, how do I share this? Um, And it can just be just feel just blank. Um, I would love to hear how you kind of draw those stories out and in what ways you start to share their stories um, online. Yeah, so actually, when I chat with uh, founders and just owners of businesses, um, I ask them like how they got started, how they discovered their business. And normally it's like, well, I realized that, you know, I had this problem and and it doesn't exist in the market. So I want to solve it you know, for people out there. And that story of not only the founder, but how you're solving it for people really creates empathy within your company. So like if, you know, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's basically like, if you don't build for people, people won't use your platform. So it's kind of like that, like, you know, people want to feel like um, your solution, your business is for them to help them do what they came there for. And they want to feel that your story relates to their story and um, having that level of empathy and understanding is so important. I feel like we get into these um, websites and apps and we're like, there's all this jargon. You're like, what's, what's, uh, what's and you don't know what it is. And you're like, I have no idea what this company does. So sort of really where um, I think um, my skill, (laughs) my skills have translated into the digital world. Absolutely. It's funny. I think I remember reading somewhere that the about us page is one of the most visited pages on a business's website. And I think it speaks to the desire of consumers wanting to have a real connection with a human, you know. Um, uh, So what kind of like, um, where, where do you often find new clients come to you at what stage are they at? And, and, um, you know, what do you recognize with new clients? Yeah, so um, there's two main stages that people will come to me. Um, The first one is like, I have a great idea, 
And I've validated that idea through either talking to people, like I know the problem exists. I know there's a need for it. And I've talked to people to understand where their pain is. Um, and maybe you've launched some like really small version of it. Like, Hey, I gave them a Google doc and that helped them or something. Um, now I'm turning it into a business. So people will um, talk to me at that stage. And they'll also talk to me at the stage of like, well, I have a website, I have an app, I have my stuff is out there and I'm struggling with user retention. Like people aren't staying there. People don't understand. Um, and it's because, uh, of like a number of issues. Some of it could be the copy, some of the visuals, just like the mm-hmm. overall, <laughs> their whole overall story um, has gaps in it. Not necessarily yeah. that it's not there, but it just doesn't like go from start to finish. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the two places uh, that I normally work in. So that could be like right when you're starting out, or you can ha- even have like a mid-size or a large company and you're really looking to take it from like zero to a hundred. You're looking to go fast. Yeah. So what kind of, um, services do you mostly specialize in? Um, you know, is it within the website? Is it like social media content? What, uh, have you found to be really, um, a great place for Iris design in, in, in your work? Yeah. So it's normally web apps and mobile apps. Um, that includes like SaaS platforms, um, any type of like experience where you're logging in to something. And the more our digital world like exists, everything is a login. Like I literally just bought a fridge last week and there's an app and a login with it. And it's it's like a fridge, you know? (laughs) So it translates really to like a lot of different areas. Um, And that is sort of where that like empathy and guiding someone through, um, really comes in with our services. Obviously, in the fridge example, my my fridge app has graphics and it has all of those design things that you need. Um, So it is that top layer of user interface design and graphics. It's also that bottom layer of like the user experience and the thinking and the strategy behind it. So it's like a two-layer thing. Um, UI UX has become more and more of a standard rather than a nice to have. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so when you're um, in your company, when you're finding clients, what's what's been some of those great ways and really effective ways of getting your brand in front of new clients? Yeah, so I think a lot of people will say like, oh, network, get yourself out there, this, this and that. And that's really like um, when I got that advice, I was like, I don't. That's, that felt vague to me because mm-hmm. my current network of friends and family, maybe 5% of them worked in the tech world. So um, I uh, used networking sites and that actually really helped me be more targeted with who I was talking to. So I was talking to people in my space because I function in such a niche space. So a couple of the places I found specifically for um, uh, people in tech, uh, Lunch Club was great. That's actually great for any type of niche. Um, growth mentor I found uh, really helpful and great for tech people and co-founders lab was another tech one. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and innovators room. That's another, that's like a Slack channel. You have to apply for it, but there's a lot of great people in there too. Very cool. And so is this like a space where you go in and it's just, you know, you get involved in conversations that are happening and that's kind of part of how you're making introductions. It's like online kind of networking. Yeah. So the most successful way that I have found is like 
um, basically offering your services for free, just kind of talking to people yeah. saying, hey, um, can sort of like a mentorship or say, hey, like what, what stage are you at? What, what can my expertise help you with? And maybe like um, having the ability to talk with someone for half an hour, maybe an hour, and then come out away from that conversation feeling like you provided them some value. For me, yeah. that can be like me looking at their website and saying like, hey, you should fix this, this, and this. Um, for people in other industries, it might be different things, but if you provide your value to someone and they're able to take that value and actually implement it, they're going to remember you. And the next time something comes up where like someone's website is messed up, they're going to say, oh, Haley really helped me. So let me refer her and her business. Um, and people have been so excited with sometimes what I say to them, they'll, I'll connect with them on LinkedIn and they'll just share like a recent social media post that I put to say, kind oh. of like, as a thanks, you know, like you gave me an hour of your time. Let me help promote you type of thing. Don't you love that? I love that. I love the cheerleading each other and just build that, that to me makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I'd love to hear what are the day-to-day -day operations like for you as CEO and founder and um, what things look like? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of CEOs, founders, business owners wear like a million hats. Yes. Um, <laughs> So from any given day, I can be focused on client relationships and client work. And then one day I can be focused on HR and then one day I can be focused on accounting. So um, it really depends. But how I have learned to keep my sanity is to try not to task switch too much. Like yeah. I have um, basically Mondays are my like admin day where I just do anything business related. Tuesday through Thursdays is like my you know, client working day. I'm like in the weeds of the designs. And then Friday is my like flexible day. Like anything I didn't get to Friday is just like the open day to like tie up the loose ends. And that structure has worked really well for me. Yeah. It's so funny. I've had, um, now a similar kind of conversation, um, like two or three times because, um, just talking about task switching and how, how challenging that can be and talking about, um, you know, one person I spoke with said that they do all their, um, face-to-face -face, like interfacing on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So all her meetings are zoom meetings, et cetera. And then the other days are kind of like buckled down at the computer to do her work. And I really like that. And I think that that's a, um, I think, you know, for those listening who may struggle with that too, is, um, you know, these are just some good ideas to allow you to do more, you know, and, and not, you know, have the issue with the task switching and stuff. So I love that. Um, yeah. And uh, I was going to say, like, it kind of lets you have that flexibility. So like Mondays and Fridays, I can be in sweats and yeah. I know those are like the days, you know, and mm -hmm. then say Wednesday, Thursday, I can kind of be really on. Yeah. So it gives yourself flexibility to not always have to be because we're humans. We don't always yeah. function at 200 percent. You have to have those reset days. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's so true. Um you know, matter of like, okay, is the camera on today on the Zoom meetings um, or not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask, do you have, um, you were kind of talking about, you know, how you schedule your day. Are there any like productivity hacks that you use that have been really helpful to <clears throat> manage all the different hats you're wearing? Um, I would say prioritize is like my number one rule. Like, 
if um and I prioritize everything by high medium and low mm -hmm. and so if you like set up your day saying I'm gonna get like these high priority tasks done you know a lot of times when you're wearing so many different hats you have so many different tasks and you're task switching you end the day feeling so overwhelmed you're like oh I didn't get to my whole task list but if you set small reasonable goals for yourself you're gonna end the day saying okay, I did all of my high tasks, especially for anybody uh, listening who is a parent. I'm a mm -hmm. mom to a toddler. So five o'clock, six o'clock hits. I, I have to go get my kid. There's, uh -huh. there's you know, <laughs> yep. I understand. <laughs> totally. So that's, um, yeah. So it's so important to prioritize your stuff. <laughs> definitely. You know, and, and to kind of piggyback off that too, somebody else told me that um, sometimes I might write what I think is a task but it's actually a, a, a the title of a project and the reason it keeps getting like not done is because i haven't actually specified what the task is so it could be like promote this thing okay um but but that's a whole project promotion is like a whole project right so it's like what is promotion like what's that first task maybe it means like um write your content or create the graphic or um you know like it's like little things so i i like how you kind of use the high medium low and and then you know kind of figure out okay if it's a high priority and then you know breaking it down stuff so i like that a lot yeah and like double piggybacking on what yeah. you said please when I, when I <laughs> But I had started um, my company and I was delegating some of the tasks were like that, where it would be like a big project. It'd be like design an app, design yeah. a website. Like, And when you're delegating to people that can feel overwhelming and other people have the same issues. So you could, as a leader, you could be like, oh, why isn't this done? And it might be because it felt overwhelming to the person you delegated yeah. and didn't know where to start. So that was um, something I realized really early on. I was like, oh, we have to break it up. <laughs> yeah, right. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's like, okay, I got to document like what that process actually is. And it's like, it takes that 20 minutes out of your day, but it ends up being worth it once you're like, oh, when I say develop that app, this is what it means, you know? Um, I would love to hear um, if there's any upcoming projects or releases or events happening at Iris Design that you're excited about. Um, yeah, so I could talk vaguely about certain projects just because um, of some course. of them are under NDA, but um, uh, some of the exciting apps that we are working on, um, one of them is like a social app. Uh, calendar apps you like share your calendar um with multiple people and so like let's say I don't know you're planning like a bachelor bachelorette and you need to like invite everyone and then you need to map out like the places that you're going um so you can share a calendar event uh with that group of people chat with them and it's kind of like a social um Facebook group type of thing yeah. but inside an app um specifically geared toward our ladies who love social events so that's been a really fun one um that is updating soon that we're excited about um no events currently within the company but hoping to do um an iris design collaborative retreat with me and my team this year oh, so, fun yeah some fun team building stuff so that'll be great that's great i love that i, I love team building events so <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> for you guys um, well, as we're nearing the end, I'd love for you to share um, what your vision is for the future of Iris Design, whether it's the next year, five years or beyond. Yeah, so I think as um, kind of like I was saying, uh, 
at every website that has an account and a login and you need passwords and things like that, user experience is becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and, and we experience it uh, with this uh, new shift because now we have AI and chat mm -hmm. and all of these bots that are starting to automate some of our work. Um, and so I think the future of technology is really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exciting to just kind of be a part of this new wave of how people interact with things. Because maybe today it's a screen where you create your password and tomorrow it's you put your fingerprint in and that's your password for everything. And cool, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah, so I think it's really like a flexible changing world that we're just excited to be a part of. That's so cool. I love it. Um, well, uh, before we go, Haley, can you share with us how people can stay connected with you or anything else you'd like for them to know about Iris Design? Yeah, so uh, feel free to follow me or add me on LinkedIn, um, Facebook and Instagram. That is sort of where like company updates live. Also, feel free to check out irisdesigncollaborative.com. If you go to the resource section, we have a ton of um, free things in there. So there are articles to help you founders with any UI UX related things. If you're looking to hire a freelancer an agency, we have like the pros and cons. And there are also some workbooks in there, uh, totally free workbooks that you can use to um, help map out things or create mood boards and all sorts of fun stuff. Awesome. I love it. Well, Haley, thank you so much for your time and sharing about your work at Iris Design. And for those listening, definitely check her out on LinkedIn and all the free resources they have for you at their website. Um, once again, thank you so much. It's just been such a pleasure. Thanks so much, Bridget. I really appreciate it.